Hello, gorgeous, beautiful people. I hope you feel special today, and most of all, beautiful inside and outside. Today, I'll share with you a story of an experience I had. I'll tell you all about my experience in an earthquake, an earthquake in Cyprus, and I'll teach you all about earthquakes and why they happen, the science of earthquakes, but also I'll tell you about my experience living with an eccentric doomsday Christian man for three weeks in Cyprus during this earthquake experience I had. The earthquake story is not complete without mentioning him, my host of Airbnb. He thought the world would end in 2024 and some other wild beliefs. He definitely completes the story. This is an intermediate level podcast. Please try to listen to it multiple times again and again so your mind can absorb, can take in new language. Also, on Spotify and CastBox, you can listen to it slower or faster, depending on your level. When I stayed in Nicosia, the capital of Cyprus, I was staying with a doomsday Christian for three weeks on Airbnb. He was a nice guy, but he thought the world was ending in 2024, and he would say this every day. Every time I walked past him in the house, he would call me over, Tristan, come here, mate. I've got something to show you. And he'd show me various prophecies from the Bible. Prophecies, which means future predictions in the Bible. Bible Again and again, he'd also show me YouTube videos of uh, various priests and conspiracy theories. Every time I walked past him, he tried to convert me. As well as uh, any other guests in his house, there was a few other guests, a lovely French couple, uh, a girl from Sri Lanka. So he was a little bit, I guess, a little bit annoying, but also charming, charming at the same time. He, it's to describe him, he was bold, bold meaning he had no hair. Uh, he was a bold British man who was about 50 years old, thin, uh, quite healthy. He had very plain, simple, basic clothes. All his clothes were black or grey. His name was David. So this is a person I lived with from Airbnb for three weeks around his apartment. He had three spare rooms. Some of the things he believed in are this, interestingly enough. He believed that the earth would end in 2024. Well, human civilization as we know it would end in 2024. Donald Trump was the Antichrist and so was the Pope. The Pope's the uh, Antichrist on earth. And that the world stays in the same place and the stars, sun and the moon orbit. They go around the earth, but the earth is always in the same place. He believes that human beings lived at the same time as dinosaurs 4,000 years ago. He didn't believe in evolution. He believed the Catholic Pope was the Antichrist on earth, and that just before 2021, the end of the world, Jesus would come back and take his people and everyone else 
would live in a in a new world, a new and evil world ruled by Satan and uh, Donald Trump, because Donald Trump is Satan, basically. So it sounds quite extreme, eh? And it really was. I'm telling you about it because it's uh, it's just such a interesting character that I learned a lot about with a completely different belief system. So, yeah, it's uh, quite interesting, I guess. And he tried so so hard to save me and to save to save all the others, so we would join him in heaven, well, in his version of heaven. He also doesn't believe in carbon dating, which is the science carbon dating, which is the science of finding out how old things are, such as rocks, plants, and bone. This is how we know that some rocks and fossils and plants are millions or billions of years old. My sister does it in her job. She does carbon dating. She's a scientist working in a museum. A museum in in carbon dating, scientists measure how old things are by measuring how old the radiocarbon is in something. So we can, so we can, so we can know how old different plants, rocks, and animals are. But this is all nonsense, in David's opinion. Anyways, interestingly enough. He was a big conspiracy theorist and thought that many conspiracy theories were real, and he backs up this as evidence or prophecies in the Bible. So the Bible provided evidence of many conspiracy theories in his opinion. I tried to tell him that there are many, many, many ways you can interpret the Bible, right, or any scripture. Many different ways you can read it, and many ways it can be understood. But he said that no, there's only one true way, his way, and he knows it. He was a bit insane, actually, but he wasn't at the same time. He said he didn't have any friends anymore, and he no longer listens to music or watches movies because it's all Satanism, Satanism of the devil, a kind of devil worship, especially music like Coldplay and the Rolling Stones. It's all Satanism, in his opinion. One unfortunate thing is that he only listens to or takes in information on YouTube or wherever that agrees with his opinion. Many people do that nowadays.、Uh, they just watch things on YouTube that agree with their narrative, agree with how they see the world. But I think we need to be more open, right? Open to different ideas. Open to different opinions. So all he did every day, all he did every day was watch YouTube videos that agree with his with his worldview, with his narrative, and obviously he'd、uh, re read the Bible. He he knew the Bible so well. Anyways, another thing he didn't believe were plate tectonics. Plate tectonics. He thought that the reason we have earthquakes. Is not because of plate tectonics, but because God is warning us about something, as if God is shaking the earth. He says this has got more intense and extreme recently. This earth shaking,、uh, these earthquakes, as we're getting closer to 2024, the end of the world and the end of this cycle. In science, the tectonic plates are what are under our feet. The surface of the Earth is divided into many pieces. 
these different pieces that the earth is divided into, the crust, the surface of the earth, these pieces are called tectonic plates. It's like, imagine how it looks if you peel an orange, so if you take the skin off an orange, and then if you put the skin back on the orange, right? We put the skin back on the orange, but it's in different pieces. This is how the Earth's tectonic plates kind of look. But instead of the orange peel covering the orange, the tectonic plates cover the hot, molten, liquid rock underneath the Earth. The orange peel is the tectonic plates, and the orange fruit is the Earth's liquid rock core, the liquid molten lava core. These surface tectonic plates are always moving, bumping, smashing into each other. This is why we get earthquakes. When the tectonic plates bump into each other, have friction and cause pressure between each other, these plates bump and smash into each other based on the various pressures of the liquid rock underneath the Earth's surface. And this is how we get earthquakes and also volcanoes. So while I was staying in Nicosia in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m., I opened my eyes, lying in bed. Everything was moving a bit, moving like being on drugs or something. Suddenly, I could hear creaking, creaking. Creaking is how we describe this kind of sound. I could hear the creaking of wood, the creaking of the house. I thought to myself, this apartment is very creaky. I thought that my housemate, the Christian Doomsday David was leaving his room and going to the toilet just outside my room and maybe that was and it was just a creaky old apartment creaking as he goes to the toilet I switched the light on and saw the light the light that was coming down from the ceiling, the big light, it was swinging, swinging side to side from the ceiling. Then my wardrobe and my cupboards started gently opening and closing, opening and closing. Tristan, mate, there was a knock on my door. Tristan, mate, come outside. It's an earthquake, said David, the, the doomsday Christian. I quickly got up and I quickly walked through the corridor, and there we were standing, all three of us were standing in the kitchen. There was the, uh, our, the Sri Lankan housemate, and she was praying, and she was quite upset. We were in the kitchen, and we were on the 11th floor, the 11th floor of the apartment building. My thoughts were racing. My heart was racing. This was after... The 11th floor. How bad would this get? 30 seconds passed. The lights were all swinging in the apartment. The doors and cupboards were all swinging and banging. Doors opening and closing. I was panicked. David, David acted like it was completely normal. He confidently and calmly said, Fear not, do not be scared, because we are all children of Christ. He spoke as if 
this happens every day completely calmly so i looked at him i looked at the sri lankan woman uh praying and i thought i i need to i need to do something now as the lights flicked on and off on off on i tried to think to myself logically i thought okay right maybe the ceiling the roof will fall on top of us so i went out onto the balcony on the 11th floor which is probably a stupid idea because something can fall from above but anyway in the moment i went to the balcony on the 11th floor so thinking it was thinking it was the safest place to go david he was standing there in the kitchen i could see him through the glass window his eyes closed whispering to god while i ran out onto the balcony and i looked down i looked across i looked up i could see the whole city shaking and all the lights of the big apartment blocks opening closing switching on switching off across the whole city 45 seconds had passed and then silence they've been getting worse said david yahweh is giving us signs that the end is coming so yahweh is what he calls god okay in his belief we're all part of this essentially we are in a cosmic war a battle between good and evil uh, yahweh on one side and satan which is the de the devil as well as the moon god on the other side so the moon god is apparently is the is the muslim god in his opinion in his opinion not my opinion yeah <laughs> so in his narrative there's uh, not one god but multiple gods at war for the souls of humanity in fact he believes that to practice meditation and yoga like like i do i practice meditation and yoga that it is a kind of satanism a devil worshiping i tried to explain to him that a person a person can do yoga and meditation to improve their body and mind outside of a religious or a spiritual context yoga to improve your flexibility meditation to improve how how you react to things and understand your own thinking this can be done outside of religion but he he did not believe it it's all it was all you should he told me i should not do it also one day i saw him walking around the living room holding candles and whispering prayers and he was uh, holding incense sticks like the smelly candles why was he doing this uh what are you doing i asked i'm purifying the apartment two muslims were here praying to the moon god yesterday and i need to purify and cleanse the apartment in case of any lingering demons or demonic spirits that were left this is just what he said yeah it's not not <laughs> not my opinion the moon god and satan are in a war with yahweh yahweh is the christian and jewish god according to him according to him yeah i i know <laughs> i know it sounds you know I know that sounds extreme, right? But uh but I I I mean I guess he was such a different character that I thought I had to share the my meeting with him to you guys.
So anyway, I often do yoga and meditation to improve my body and mind, but I felt like I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it at his house. Like I would be being disrespectful to do it as he would, uh, as he would have to say prayers and wave candles and incense to cleanse the apartment of any demons or evil spirits that my yoga might have left behind. Oh, also, he, uh, he doesn't let homosexual people stay there. Uh, he tells them that they're not allowed to sleep with people. Uh, it's an Airbnb. It's, uh, yeah, so obviously, in a country like Cyprus, they're quite a liberal democracy. That's uh, not a very popular thing to think. Anyways, life is interesting, eh? There are lessons that can be learned from everyone. How to be and how not to be. There are lessons in the hearts of everyone. And it's these colourful characters that make life so, so magical and diverse, is it not? There's a reason and a story for why people are as they are. We cannot judge a man before we walk a thousand miles in his shoes, as they say. Do we know their upbringing? Do we know how their parents were, etc.? There are many reasons why someone is as they are. Actions create consequences. There's always a reason why things as they are. Understanding this helps us become more open-minded, more open-minded and forgiving towards people. Many people think he's crazy. And some of his ideas are very difficult to believe for many people, especially for the more scientific mind. But now here's one way that I was inspired by him, genuinely inspired by him. As I said, with everyone we meet in life, we can learn things to be like or not to be like, right? We can take what lessons we want. So one lesson for me from him he had a simple life, a very simple life, a true and naturally a minimalist life. And he said he, had, he never felt happier. He lives with very few complications, focusing, on, focusing fully on his passions and the things that were important to him. Everyone has their story, as I said. And there's a reason why everyone turns out as they turn out. So he used to be a big stock trader, a financial advisor, and he used to trade stocks, uh, gold, silver, stock market, for many oil, etc., for many big wealthy currencies, especially Forex, so euro against dollar, against Japanese yen, etc., against uh, the Chinese yuan. He used to do this for many big wealthy institutions and a few celebrities even. He had many businesses, including fish and chip shops. He had three, he had many bars. He told me he had big houses, multiple walk-in wardrobes, all the fancy watches and shoes and everything. It was all nonsense, David would say. All that matters, Tristan, is your spirit, your mind, and your relationship with God. He sold everything. His story, to summarize, is he got wrapped up with some gangsters, criminals, doing their finances, and he spent all of his money and 10 years proving his innocence. 
So you know, like Johnny Depp is in the court now for six years to prove his innocence. This guy was in the courts for ten years to prove his innocence, and he was innocent. So after this big mess in and out of the court, paying for lawyers and judges, etc., he was innocent, and he wasn't left with much. He went to church,、uh, thinking he had nothing, and there was nothing left to live for. And in front of him, in the church, there were two refugees,、uh, refugees who had come to Europe on a boat from Africa, and they truly, literally, had nothing. And he had a moment where he realized that he had, that he had everything he needed. After seeing these people in front of him, he suddenly realized, "I've lost everything, yet I have everything. I have everything I need. I have everything that matters." He had the clothes on his back. He had shelter. His one nice big apartment in Nicosia. He had his health. He realized he didn't need anything else. That he was already complete. And this is a spiritual enlightenment. Is it not of some kind? And he cried in that moment, and he says he gave himself to God. Well, what he calls God, right? Yahweh, as he calls God. I mean, and there's there's lots of questions, right? I asked him, "Do you never want a girlfriend?" He he split up with his wife over his differences. Anyway. Do you never want a girlfriend, or do you ever have like sexual urges anymore? <laughs> yeah, and he says that no. He says he's in love, in love with the Lord, with God and Jesus, and that's the only love he needs, and it's a love so powerful. So, yeah, I thought that was whatever. Anyways. How he inspired me is how he lived a very simple life, and he was happy with it. And it seemed to work in some way. He was a minimalist by nature. His room, his bedroom, had hardly anything in it. His apartment, lived there for twenty years, extremely simple, like it was just there's nothing in there, just some clothes. That's it, some clothes and TV. And a computer, a TV that he never used, and his computer.、Uh, he had a loving dog, and his dog was a, a beautiful dog actually.、Uh, and he had his computer to watch his videos, his office, he called it. It seems to me that he made it his full-time job to research his conspiracy theories and Bible prophecies, and all day long and. Send messages to you know people that agree with that worldview, with that narrative. I mean, you could say he was happy in an ignorant kind of way, just living in his own world, right? Was he truly happy? Maybe, maybe not. We can never know the contents of another man's heart. We can think we know, but but we can never know the truly the contents of another person's heart. I've always thought that, but he did help me realize how we overcomplicate our lives,、uh, myself included, full of all kinds of shit. 
shit and nonsense you don't need. We fill our lives with such nonsense, clouding our minds and hearts of space. Uh, the space we need to, for our natural passions and the things we care about. Um, the space for our minds and heart to be free. What we actually need, what we actually need is very little. So I invite you to find your personal peace with the universe, whatever it is. Uh, try to live simply, experiment with living more simply as this frees up space for other things, right? That was supposed to be me telling you all about my experience of an earthquake, but it became more me talking about David, the doomsday Christian who inspired me in some way and minimalism, but I also definitely learned of ways not to be, which is kind of intolerant of other ways of thinking, of other religions. He didn't have much uh, respect for uh you know, different forms of uh, spiritual uh, seeking, finding peace, uh, different lifestyles. Uh, you know, he, he was a bit close-minded to that, and uh, I, I, I never want to be like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's the story of the last couple of months. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I hope you're all feeling wonderful and happy and... Uh, yeah, I guess maybe pay attention to those around you. What lessons can you learn from people? And we'll speak again next month, and I'll tell you all about magical, mystical, and epic Istanbul. Okay, lots of love, guys.